0: Hello, pod fan, and welcome to season two of The Tea with Laura and
1: Rachel. Woo! That was exactly what I was waiting for, your little woo. (laughs) (laughs) I like that that's become like a expected thing from me. It's like my standard when something exciting happens, just that.
0: Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Uh, So, yes, we are back for season two. Thank you so much to our listeners for – Sticking around with us and continuing on this lovely journey that uh, is this podcast. Yes. And also, Happy New Year. Yes. Happy New Year. It's now 2022.
1: That's really scary. <laughs> a little bit. Although, I've, I have a good, good feeling. Yeah. I need to sit down and write out my goals for the upcoming year. I don't want them to be like, I'm going to put some specific ones because I, know exactly what I want in certain circumstances. But I'm also trying to keep it more like, you know, I want to feel fulfilled. That can yeah. be a goal too. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. I didn't necessarily set like goals for 2022 this year because I feel like I w- I've already been kind of like rolling on what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So – There's nothing like definitive where I'm like, I need to start this now, where I'm like, I've already been kind of doing it. I'm just going to continue doing it.
1: Yeah, I think the only one that – there's like one specific thing that I do need to start this year, but it really is rolling in from last year, where it's like the grunt work was done, and now Mm -hmm. I just need to like go through the actual work of it. Right. So how that's going, I'll update you next December.
0: Sounds good. What are you drinking tonight? The first tea of the year.
1: I have my herbal tea. Don't worry, be happy.
0: Oh, what a lovely way to start the new year.
1: Yes, I was really feeling just a nice, calming herbal tea, and I also have a candle lit.
0: That is so lovely. I also have a candle lit. It's got snowmen on it, and
1: it's a vanilla bean. Lovely. Mine's called Cranberry Woods. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, it it smells like Thanksgiving, um, which is kind of weird, but you know, it's fine. I like it. What are you having to drink? I am having a golden vanilla latte. Oh,
0: lovely! I know. I thought I'd get a little fancy tonight, and I think I don't think I've had this one for like quite a while. Mm-hmm. So when I was sifting through all the teas, this one popped out at me.
1: Whenever you have that, it's always a good episode. Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad you keep track. I do. I do. Whenever I edit through, I'm always like, oh, that's what we had that day. So yeah, no, it's usually a good precursor to a good episode. But before we crack into it, how was your holiday? It, it was really good. You know, it actually felt like
0: um, I had a break and I've been off for quite a while. Uh, for our mm-hmm. listeners, like I think I – our last day of work was like December twenty second. So it's been like a solid two weeks. Yes. Um that I've been off and yeah, I've I've gotten to do everything I wanted to do and I am kinda ready for my routine though. I am too. I am yeah, too. Like I like I know work is gonna be crazy when we start back on Wednesday. But like I, I kinda need it. Like I need to get myself mm-hmm. back into what is normal.
1: Yes, because I definitely decided to take this holiday as like a sleep holiday Mm -hmm. like to rest and really get rested and back to just like feeling not burnt out yeah and I'm definitely there for the first week I'm not even kidding you I slept until 10 to 11 a.m every single day
0: oh same I was just like I feel like I can't sleep enough and then by Mm -hmm. like the second week I was like okay I can be a functioning person now like I'm gonna go do things and and be yeah. out.
1: Yeah. Which is kind of crazy though, because like I don't sleep in.
0: No, that me neither. Late, I like never sleep in past eight, eight thirty. Like yeah. It's weird if I sleep past that.
1: I know. So I, I really think that we needed it. And I agree that it feels like um it felt long. Like, it actually felt like it didn't fly by, which was probably helped by the fact that, like, I still haven't turned on my Instagram since we decided to do a social media detox. Right. So I haven't been killing time that way. So I was actually – I actually felt present. Oh, that's always good. I know. And I have found a new love for the dinner party. (laughs) Nice. I love a good – dinner party. And I'm like, oh, no, I am getting old. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first step. <laughs> is the first step is loving a dinner party because you know what? You have a nice meal. You only have two people over, maybe a couple more depending, but like I'm not that social. And then like they leave mm-hmm. at like 10 and then you yeah. clean up and you go to bed. Yeah. That That's is one amazing. thing like
0: Christmas, um, Christmas Day – It it felt like it really didn't fly by, like it was at a good pace where we did Mm -hmm. um, presents here at our house in the morning and then made our way up to my parents' place. Mm -hmm. And you know, we got there, we did presents, had a drink, had dinner, and we were all done by seven o'clock. It was great. Yeah. 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 Like we watched a movie and went to bed. It was awesome.
1: I love it. Yeah. Ours was kind of the same way. Where we had our presents together, my partner and I, on the 24th. So in the morning, and then went to my parents for that evening, did presents the next day, then went to his. Mm-hmm. And it felt like a long, full experience. Yeah. Like I didn't feel rushed and I was very worried about feeling rushed. Yes. It was very, very nice. But definitely by the end of it, I was done. Yeah. I was, I was very, uh, tired of christmas
0: (laughs) yeah it was kind of weird this year because like just with the pandemic um the plan changed every 24 hours so all of our like family dinners that we were supposed to be going to that i would have talked about in the christmas episode um did not happen like my Mm -hmm. parents were the only ones that happened and literally there was like just my mom her partner and my boyfriend and I. Yeah. And then at my dad's house, like, it was just him, my sister, and her fiance. And then, like, his friend and yeah. uh, and his friend's girlfriend. And it was just kind of cool. Like, we were just like, yeah, it's really low key. And um, one party that was supposed to be on Boxing Day with my, with my boyfriend's side of the family, it was, like, off. And then it was back on. And then it was off again. And then it was back on. But by that time, we were just like, you know what? Let's take our time going back home, and then once we got home, we're just like, you know what? We're tired. We just want to like sit together and, and relax, and that's mm-hmm. what we did, and it was just amazing.
1: Yeah. Love that for us. So what are we going to be talking about today? This one's a uh, biggie.
0: Yes. So with another new year, we grow another year older, and this is an episode yeah. that we've been toying with for a long time because, Mm -hmm. um, as our listeners know, uh, Rachel is 25 and I will be 30 in the springtime. Um, and, and our bodies, they just, they just ain't the same as they used to be. Yeah. And I feel like I have a brand new like operator's manual. Um, and I've had to read the manual to figure out what is going on Mm -hmm. and to kind of of keep myself going. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's it's been kinda not not so challenging, like challenging in some places, but more so just understanding that things are a little bit different and mentally we need to understand that and and, and be accepting of yes. that.
1: Yes. So yeah.
0: Do you want actually? We should probably just do a little disclaimer before we get into this episode because we are probably going to be talking about a number of triggering things. So, trigger warning for any listeners who might struggle with um, discussing body image, uh, especially with weight and your appearance, anything like that. Also, um, we are not psychiatrists and we are not doctors. So these are just like things that we have noticed and things that we have done to kind of help us through our early aging process. Um, if you feel like you need to talk to a professional, please do that and um, just get something that is very tailored to your needs.
1: That was a great disclaimer. Thank you. you took over. I tried it out. Tried it out. Usually you're the disclaimer girl. I know. I'm so proud of you. So I would like to kind of jump in with, when was that moment that we both started to notice our bodies were changing as adults and how we subsequently felt about it? Do you want to take us away? Yeah, oh man, that's a good question.
0: It's For a tricky me, one. Yeah, I'm I think I'm going to say age 28. When I turned 28, I th- I think that's kind of when I noticed things were a little bit different, but especially in this last year because I am more in just like a, okay, quote unquote standard lifestyle where like, you know, I work all day and um, that's just kind of like my life. Like I'm very much in that adult life and a little bit less of that like freedom that I would have had in my earlier 20s.
1: It's more of a sedentary lifestyle.
0: Yes. Yes. That was the word I was looking for.
1: Yes. Well, mine is kind of weird. Like it's a bit complex in my brain where mine was actually within the last year. So transitioning like kind of tail end of 24 to where I am now Mm -hmm. where I was very, very fit in college and in my early, early 20s because I would work out and weight lift all the time. Right. And I started doing that when I was, I think – 18, like the tail end of 18, where I still had the body of a teenager, Mm -hmm. and then for the past like five years, I had a lifter's body. So I never had that slow transition from a teenager to a woman's body, Mm -hmm. if you know what I'm saying, where now as, you know, the gyms have been closed for – or were closed for a long time, and then they were only open – like they opened recently, I think in July, of last year. So they were only open for like half a year. And similar to you, I've taken on a more sedentary lifestyle and my work-life balance is a lot more difficult to manage where, you know, often I work late or I have to see some friends or I have a pet to take care of, spend time with my boyfriend, not even counting, you know, just day-to-day life. Yeah. That, you know, I, I wasn't able to maintain that level of fitness anymore. Yeah, like your your priorities have
0: just changed where before for you going to the gym was your oh, yes. thing like
1: five to six days a week. Yes, it was. And, you know, I would lift pretty heavy. Like when I think back, I'm like, I don't know if I would do it again. Like it was kind of a lot. I put my body under a lot of stress. But, you know, now I have gotten to a point where like I'm still fit. Like I go out and I exercise as much as I can. But I would say that I'm more my baseline, what my normal body would be or Mm -hmm. should be. That, you know, it wasn't a slow transition for me. It was just one kind of, I would say, a faster transition as I started to lose that muscle. And then now I'm here. Yeah. And it's weird because it's like, I'm not, like, upset about it, but, like, mm-hmm. I have bad day. I have good and bad days. Yeah.
0: Like, I, I kind of feel like some days I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like, I should be better than this. You know, I used to always be so fit, and now I feel like I just don't have that same passion and motivation um, yeah. for it. But now I'm just like, you know what? I live a very sustainable life with my body. Yes. You know, like I feel like I'm not like going to that extreme of being like, I need to look like this all the time, every day, doesn't matter what. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just like, oh, I'm a little like, uh, I don't know, puffier this week, but like, oh, I get my period next week. That makes sense. You know, like, you know, like, oh, I really don't have the energy. Oh, that's why. You know, like I understand what my body is actually doing. So I feel like in the Mm -hmm. last... Year almost two years now, where I've become more in touch with like my hormonal cycle. Yes, I I now understand like the reason behind why some weeks I'm like you know balls to the wall, lots of energy and like super easy to tone up, and then like other weeks I'm like meh, (laughs) you know I could care less. Like I just I just want to like lounge.
1: Yes. Yes. And another important thing that we need to touch on is that at the ages that we are, we are at that age where our body wants to have a baby. Yes. And you know what? There's this little extra pouch of fat on all women because of the fact that it wants to protect our internal organs. Yes, that's okay. Exactly. So a lot
0: of people call it the
1: pooch and, you know,
0: it is the hardest thing women to get rid of like even when I am feeling super fit I can always just like touch and feel and I'm just like "Mm," like I just I just can't get that teeny tiny little layer and my body is just like hey this is the baby space we gotta protect this yep
1: it's just like we don't want to lose this
0: man (laughs) yeah yeah and it's just like accepting that your body is just like doing what it naturally does Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to respect it that you don't want to go to such an extreme just to get rid of that, like, little pooch that no one else really (laughs) notices most of the time, just you do, and and compromise all of that. So I feel like the older I've gotten and the more I'm just being like, okay, most importantly, am I in a healthy state overall? Yes. You know, not what my eye thinks is healthy, but, like, what is actually healthy.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, like a great example of this is when this first started happening was I think um last like around like around last December, so December of twenty twenty, because you know we had been in, in lockdown for a while. That I like took up the most like a very unsustainable method of fitness to try to combat my feelings of my body changing right where like it literally took up hours and hours of my day you know like i would go for a hike and then i would do a yoga session and then i would do a resistance training workout which mm-hmm. you know like brought my weight down to like 125 which to be honest is 10 pounds too light like too low for me yeah i would say like for for you like that that's really light <laughs> yeah like it's it's very you know like i i am small but like i'm not that small and it's just like my body didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Like, even though like I could get there, I wasn't staying there because the second that I just kind of eased off, my body was like, okay, this is not a healthy place for us.
0: Yeah. So it would try and put those extra like 10 pounds back on because it's just like, help, I need this to survive and function.
1: Yeah. So it's just you gotta, you gotta listen and just treat your body with kindness and love. Because I definitely have gone through phases where I didn't do that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just it's not it's not nice to look at that part of yourself, which is basically like such a huge part of your life, which is your body with judgment and anger. Like it's just not not a good time.
0: No, it isn't. And, you know, I think everyone just needs to be more respectful and graceful with their bodies Because Mm -hmm. they really are trying to achieve homeostasis. Like that's your whole existence is trying to achieve homeostasis. And we do so much in our daily lives that are counterproductive to that. And a lot of the time, it's what we think is going to make us feel better about ourselves. Mm -hmm. But really we need to just be trying for that balance. And it's so hard. It's so hard mentally. It's hard physically to achieve that. So that is kind of like, one of my missions now going forward yep. is for me just to keep respecting myself and accept like, okay, like if I if I had a kid, things are going to change, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like that's – my body is doing what it's supposed to do and I am giving it the best environment for it to succeed in doing that.
1: Yes. And, you, you know, it's especially tough – you know, it's always been tough – for women but mm-hmm. now is it just a constant stream of different forms of media saying that you have to be a certain way to be healthy yeah or you fact. have to look a certain way which is just like it's just it's not true it's not true and oftentimes it's really to sell you a product of course there's always so, a marketing campaign behind it yes and you know like hot do we need take to even? talk about the
0: skinny mint tea that i fell for in my early 20s do we need yeah. to bring that one back up <laughs> Oh
1: god. Well even like I was thinking I've been thinking on this recently like with certain fitness influencers. They're still selling a product.
0: Yeah, like they're selling their fitness program or or their app or you know whatever yes. it is because that's how that's how they make their living. Like there's nothing wrong with no. that because like I am all for finding someone who you really believe in their philosophy and and enjoy you know mm-hmm. that activity and if it works for you and your lifestyle.
1: Yes, it's just something to keep in mind when you look at them, and you're like, "Oh my God, they're so fit. Why can't I look like that?" It's like it literally is their job.
0: It's literally their job. That is what they do for their waking hours. Us average people over here, we have jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have other things, such as like a podcast to run. Yes, and we have friends and family that also uh, need our attention. You know, yes. like we got a lot going on for us uh, average Joes over here, average Jills.
1: Yes. So it's just, I, I think what I've had to do is stop looking at them as a goal mm-hmm. and what I should become and more as a inspiration of like, okay, keep going. Yes. You know, like get to a point that works for you. Yeah. And using them as more of inspiration as opposed to like, if I don't look like them, then I suck. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah it's it's a rough it's a rough time out there, but uh, I've got some ways that I've been coping with it.
0: Okay, if you want to chat sure. about those,
1: yeah. All righty. So, you're gonna like this one, but a big goal that I set for myself this year, and this is one of my more general ones that I was discussing about earlier, is to be kinder to and accepting of my adult body. Hmm. And basically, I worded it this way so that I could keep in mind that like it's just it's a work in progress. It's not like every day is not going to be a good body day. I have some bad days. But basically, like I'm working to prioritize accepting myself for who I am physically every day. Like whether that's a puffy week or, you know, I wake up and I have abs, you know, it really depends on the day. Oh, it depends on the hour too. Oh, yes. It's just like, am I looking at myself at 8 a.m. or after lunch? It's really – it's a different person. Yes. (laughs) But um, this has been like really important to me because physically like I'm very tied to who I am physically Mm -hmm. because, you know, like I've skied all my life. I've ridden all my life. I was like really involved in fitness, et cetera. So it's a big part of who I am and I found that – When I was a teenager, when I first started weightlifting, that was when I really started to accept myself then Mm -hmm. and love myself then. That in working to accept my fitness now, I'm hoping that that can push that along for accepting myself today.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very good thing to be working towards. And um, just kind of wanted to hit our listeners with some facts here is, you know, everyone's always talking about your. Metabolism, yes, and this—it's such a, a kind of a weird thing because everyone's like, "Oh, like you rev up your metabolism and and all this," which is like, not really a thing. Um, yes. But your metabolic rate does start to decline uh, yes. once you are in your your you know mid to late twenties and entering your thirties. It declines at about two to three percent every ten years. That's um, oh. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? That's like
1: that's, that's just okay. kind of a,
0: that yeah, that's like really not awful. Um so like I think most importantly it, you have to make sure you're eating like, you know, just a healthy balanced diet. Like don't be doing mm-hmm. crash diets. Don't be trying to cut carbs. Oh my god, I have I could rant about yep. when people try to cut carbs and, and stuff like that. Like your body needs carbs. Okay. That's how you have energy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're not eating carbs and
1: wondering why you're tired, that's why. Um, Do you remember, do you remember like Mean Girls with Regina George being like, I'm on a no carb carb diet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it
0: just, okay. It drives me crazy. And okay. I'm going to like insert a little like sidebar here. I get super awkward when people talk to me about weight yes, um, because there's so much that goes into it. And like, I'm, I'm someone who's always been very active. Like even now, for your average person, I'm pretty active. Like, you know, I, I yeah. work out, like, okay, I'm, I'm walking right now, but like I'm always doing something or like I'm riding yeah. horses. I'm doing like lots of just physical things
1: mm-hmm. and
0: people will be like, oh my God, like Laura, how can you eat so much? And like, you don't gain weight. It's just like, well, one thing I'm eating a balanced diet, of so fats, proteins, carbs, and mm-hmm. etc. cetera. Um, I'm also like counteracting the things that I eat with uh, just my daily life. Like this is just how I am. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another thing is like I've been very active since I was a child. So like it's kind of how my body is programmed. And -hmm. then also genetically, you know. (laughs) Um, Yes. People – I find like weight loss, it's such like a surface level thing where that's Mm -hmm. where they're just like, okay, if I cut carbs, like I'll be able to drop like, I don't know, like 30, 30 pounds, whatever, whatever hound and it's just like it's so complicated people like it's not Mm -hmm. just gonna happen without doing anything you know so sorry that was just like my little side rant because it's something that's always like really bothered me because like I do want to help people um understand you know how how their body functions and help them reach their their goals whatever they may be but it's just like it's not as easy as cutting out carbs
1: Yes, and I think that a lot of people still – even though it's very well – I feel like it's a very well-known fact now that, you know, oftentimes when you start working out in order to lose weight, Mm -hmm. you might gain it for a bit. Well, and this
0: is why I don't own a scale and I have not owned a scale for mm
1: -hmm. over
0: 15 years because I was learning as I was a teenager, like – Oh man, like I'm doing a lot, like I'm growing obviously. Um yeah. but the more active I am, the more I seem to weigh. Yes. Which like, huh, what a concept, right? Like and it's because muscle weighs more than fat. Mm-hmm. And that's why like I refuse to weigh myself. So I I don't know. I I could like guess on what how much I weigh. Yeah. But um for me, I think it's so detrimental to mental mm-hmm. health because like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to use my sister as an example. You know, she is someone who would weigh herself multiple times a day. And of course the number is always different, right? Like mm-hmm. you have water weight, you've, you've eaten things and, you know, it's just natural for your body to fluctuate yes. throughout the day. And I just find it so unhealthy. Um, So she's, but she actually threw out her scale. I was really proud of her. She texted me to tell me that a while ago. Yeah. So yeah, like,
1: I think that's just such an arbitrary way.
0: To Mm -hmm. measure your
1: success. Yes. And kind of jumping into this, because I had liked what you were saying about the balanced diet aspect Mm -hmm. is something else that maybe you agree with this too, that has really helped me is prioritizing ingredients that keep my stomach happy. Yes. Because if I have something that upsets my stomach, I will bloat like crazy. And those I found were the days that like I struggled with the most. Because they were the days where, like, you know, it's usually, like, the next morning when you wake up after – if you had, like, you know, a large pizza to yourself, which 100% I have done and will continue to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's usually that next morning and then you see it and you're like, oh, you know, that's been tough for me. Yeah. And, like, one that's, like, very weird was cornstarch. Wow. I cannot handle it. I I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but – We I've had to find different starches if I was using them, but yeah, like I've just found that acknowledging uh, if I put an ingredient in dinner that my body reacts to in a way that, you know, one is painful because bloating can be kind of painful, but also makes me feel poorly about myself. I'm like, okay, well, maybe we just don't, maybe we find a supplement for that. Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, cornstarch, I I use arrowroot starch and it's great. yeah. So I don't know if you've had an experience with that. Oh, for sure. Like
0: I think your diet, like you know, everything it definitely stems down to how you eat. And we are definitely like obviously we are not people who eat perfect balanced diets every day. But that is living Ew. a balanced life, right? Like all over Christmas, you're freaking right. I enjoyed my chocolate and various. I had candies. a lot.
1: I had lots I had of chocolate. Lot.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure there were some days where I'm like, I think I had chocolate for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> I am sick of cookies. Oh God, yeah. Now I look at like candy and I'm like, Oh God, please no. Yes. Um, <laughs> but that's not how I eat every day. But also, you know, I don't eat you know a perfect broccoli with lean chicken and rice every day, or you know whatever a balanced meal is. Yes. Uh, so it's just it's just being forgiving. Of yourself yep. that way because you're you're on this earth to enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to make everything such a struggle. And I have definitely been in positions uh, a few years ago where I was very obsessed with what I ate and I was trying to find that perfect diet. Mm-hmm. And I would be so stressed out about food that either I just like wouldn't have something or I'd mm-hmm. be so freaking hungry. That I would just binge on like chips because technically those were like gluten free <laughs> um, <laughs> and vegan, <laughs> yeah, and vegan. Uh, so now I'm I'm really proud of how I've been eating for the past year and a half because um, mm-hmm. it, it's very intuitive mm-hmm. and just like just balanced. I'm just like you know what we're gonna have a little fun dinner mm-hmm. tonight, <laughs> maybe craft dinner. I um, love a good craft dinner. Yeah, but then like the next night I'm having like a really well-rounded meal. So mm-hmm. yeah, like that's that's just kind of how I like to eat and I feel like it just kind of helps my body maintain the the status that it likes to be at because this is one thing I find and I don't know I could just be the only one here. Mm-hmm. But since I was 25 like and up there is definitely a weight my body likes to be at. Yes. And it's pretty easy to maintain like that range. Mm-hmm. But like, okay, granted, lifestyle, diet, very uh, consistent. Yep. So that's that's something that I have noticed post-puberty
1: and post yes. like growing into my adult body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that too. I had a little bit of a blip when I first started dating my boyfriend, though, because for some reason, I was like, I want to out-eat this man. (laughs) Well, and and that's the thing. Like, Like, you know, just
0: how we talked about the holidays here. Like, you know, we were eating candy and chocolate, like cookies like crazy. mm -hmm. So, you know, hey, we probably are up a little bit, but it's not like we're doing that all the time. Like, we're going to go back to what's Mm -hmm. normal for us, and then, like, your body is
1: just like, oh, okay. Like, I can coast now, like we're, we're doing good. Yes. And honestly, with those little periods of time, most of it's just water Yeah, retention. So, yeah. but, um, another thing that I wanted to touch on too is exercising based on your energy level that mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. because like you talked about in the beginning, I think we've both been uh, a bit more attuned to what our body is doing throughout our cycles
0: Yes, for sure. And I
1: find like, you know, there's a week where I'm so high energy, so I'll do like a lower body resistance training workout like at a gym. Mm -hmm. Like you want something kind of hard. Yes, where if it's medium, like, okay, maybe I could do some yoga, like more power yoga Mm -hmm. or go for a hike or something. But like when I'm low, like literally it's everything I can do to go for a walk. You feel so okay. accomplished going for like yes. a 30 minute walk. You're like, "Wow, I'm a champion." Yes, it's awesome. And you know what? Sometimes when you're when it's that week where you are feeling a little bit tired, just lie down on the couch and watch a movie. It's okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, there's
0: there's different times to give yourself pats on the back, you know. Yes. Sometimes it's for taking a rest. Other times it's going for a walk. Other times it's, you know, killing a crazy workout. But yes. for where you're at in your body at that time, you
1: need to adjust what it needs. Yes. And honestly, your body is going to have its most consistency that way that I I've found.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: yes. when you are pushing yourself through on a low energy day, like you have a high energy like you have high energy, then you are kind of pushing yourself closer to burnout. I'm glad you brought that up because this just popped into
0: my mind of living this more in-tuned lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Do you find your body panics less? Yes. Like it's it's less reactive to things because it's not always on this like fight or flight, you know, kind of always on the edge of burnout or not having enough food or or sleep or anything like that. Like I feel like my body is very calm and I think I've been a lot more calm in, in the past couple of years.
1: Yes. I, I would agree with that. Um, The last couple months, I've been supplementing that a bit with uh, ashwagandha supplements. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. And that's been helping a lot. But mm-hmm. compared to like two years ago, especially when I was like intense and on the working out where it was like two hours a day, six days a week, I am much more chill. Yes. Where even like I would say like even my uh, interactions – Or thoughts about my own body are a lot more relaxed you know like if i i find that if i'm having an anxious day is the day where i am having a bad body day and it almost feels like it's um it's a symptom of that anxiety so that's that's just an interesting i'm glad that you brought that up because that gave me a realization we love realizations
0: on the show. Half the time, whatever episode we're on, it's like a therapy session, an impromptu therapy session
1: for ourselves. I know. Now now I can just be like, anytime I'm having a bad body day, I'll be like, do you feel calm? Are, Are you, you anxious? anxious? <laughs> Are you anxious today? Do you need to meditate? Because if you do, I'm sure you'll feel fine
0: after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, let's talk about some other ways our bodies have changed. First thing I'm going to throw out there is cellulite is just a fact of yeah. life for, yeah. what is it, 98% of women, 99% of women. Just it feels like all of us. It
1: just it feels is. like and all of us. It is. And you know what? Like,
0: okay, I don't want to sound like creepy, but I have become much more accepting of my own cellulite because- Same. Um, When I'm out at like the beach or like, you know, we were at the spa not too long ago and I'm just like, hey- I'm not the only one. Like I don't want to sound like creepy like I'm checking people out, but I kinda kinda do. Um yeah. It's okay.
1: I accept you. Okay, thank you.
0: Because I'm just like, hey, I can relate to you. Like I have cellulite, you have cellulite. It's just we're just people, you know? I don't know. It's just it's a very okay thing for me. Yes.
1: And you might get more of it as you get older. And that's okay. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Especially around Christmas time when you ate cookies. Mm-hmm. every meal. You know, yep. it's okay. <laughs> yep. One thing like I can suggest
0: for that is like um I find staying hydrated.
1: Yes. Definitely
0: helps because if I'm dehydrated, um it it definitely shows more. And you know what? It doesn't it doesn't really matter like how much you work out. You can be like crazy fit, you know, you're still you're still going to have it. Mm-hmm. Um and I think society is getting better At accepting that, at least from like what I've seen, I know it's always a personal
1: struggle for for all of us. Yes. Yes. No, it definitely has been a personal struggle for me for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing that's helped is I haven't had a full-length mirror since I moved into our new apartment. Ah. I kind of have like a – like probably to my mid-thigh mirror. Yes. And you know what? I don't focus on it as much now. Well, that's good. And if if I need to check out my outfit, I stand on the bed. There you go. That's what I there do. There you sometimes. go. <laughs> so, you know, if 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 we're struggling, that's a good idea. It helps me. Oh, that's that's a good thing. Um, yeah. another thing
0: that has changed. Okay, this is kind of funny, but like, um, okay, so I'm like a 32 C. Okay. For anyone who wants to know. Um, my We're boobs, giving so
1: much information <laughs> right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys want all my measurements here? I can do that. Um, yeah. My boobs are more dense. Like they feel like adult boobs. Not that they've like grown a lot in the last like maybe six or seven years. Yep. But um, they've definitely come into their own and that's, that's great for them. Yeah.
1: I've noticed that too with mine. Yeah, it they don't they it doesn't feel like they just sit on a ledge anymore. Yeah. It feels more like a yeah. Though I've definitely noticed too, um throughout my cycle, mm-hmm. the size at the beginning versus the end are very different. <laughs> oh,
0: for sure. Like I definitely go up a whole cup size. Yeah. Um, getting close to my period. I love my period boobs. They're amazing. Yeah.
1: So nice. And it's I wish so they'd nice. hang
0: out all the time, but you know, they stay for a good <laughs> good while
1: (laughs) what can you do what can you do at least we get to experience it for a minute (laughs) exactly let's see something else
0: that has changed okay i want to talk about okay i'm going to say this is bone structure but i'm probably wrong so maybe a better way to describe it is your body proportions um yeah so i have clothes that i've worn for you know 15 years and they fit Mm -hmm. but i don't know maybe this is a, a retail industry problem but like I don't wear the same clothes size all the time. Like like yep. I have to wear a different style of clothing than what I would have used to wear, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, Because it just like doesn't fit the same. And I don't know, maybe the retailers are like changing sizes because, you know, sizes like are not standard across the whole industry. A four and a six could be like the same between two stores. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's something I've noticed with my more adult body is mm-hmm. things just fit a little differently. But without actually being any like bigger or smaller.
1: Yeah, I've noticed that too. It almost feels a bit more um hmm. I I think it's like even though they're the same size, my hips have just just gotten a tiny bit wider. Yeah, I think that's it. Like I think
0: I just mm-hmm. have a a wider frame than obviously what I had in like my early 20s.
1: Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like we gained anything more. It just genuinely – Well, we were talking about this at the spa a few weeks ago, weren't we?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where it just feels like literally the bones are bigger. Yeah. And actually, fun fact, you reach your
0: uh, peak bone mass in your 20s. Oh. And then it starts to decline in your 30s. Cool. So, like, yeah, we have super strong bones
1: mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> fun <laughs> fact. <laughs> Cool. Well, like even on the topic of, I guess, bone structure or whatever, I don't know if this happened to you too, but I've noticed like my face Mm -hmm. has gotten much narrower. Yes. And that's actually,
0: there's a reason for that. It's because we start to lose a lot of fat Mm -hmm. in our face. Um, Your cheeks are usually the first thing to show a little bit more bone. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like the the sense that you're losing your baby fat that you would have had as like a teenager and in your early 20s. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know we're going to get into skin in a few minutes here, but that's that's kind of the reason why.
1: Yeah. No, I, I had heard that before. It's just interesting to like see it happen in real yes. time because sometimes I'm like, oh, my cheekbones. Wow. Yeah, exactly.
0: You're just like, wow, my face is like narrower and it's because it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, one thing is like my hair texture has not changed – a lot, at least what I've noticed so far. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think I have two gray hairs and I'm pretty sure they're stress grays.
1: Probably. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. Probably. And like, I remember the first time I saw it I was just like, oh, look at that. It was a very stressful time in my life. That's why I call them stress grays. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not like mad about them because how my hair is colored, they just look like highlights. Um, yeah, we have. So I'm actually hair. welcoming. Oh, yeah, I'm welcoming of my gray hair because then I'll be able to save money uh, getting my balayage done at the salon. <laughs> I'm ready to rock some gray hairs. Oh shit! You know what? I think I'm gonna rock that. Like, okay, salt and pepper is not the right Like, My boyfriend is gonna rock salt and pepper. I'm very Definitely. excited for that day. Um, but yeah, like as uh, as a woman here, as a as a blonde, I think it's gonna work out okay because I actually kind of like that look. Of women with blonde hair and like they have grays peppered in. I don't know. I think it's like a very distinguished mm-hmm.
1: look. Yeah. I mean, like I would like to look my age. Oh, for sure. And then it would just save us money. On yeah. Highly. I know. Aging
0: gracefully, people. And then I have two more things like that are just like body things that I've experienced is uh, I definitely need my sleep. And if I don't get my sleep.
1: Oh, same. It's worse than a hangover probably partially why I was sleeping so late during the holiday was because I would stay up to like 11.30, 12 oh, o'clock yes. yeah. to watch but a movie. Yeah. you needed like your minimum eight hours. Yes. So like if I – like during a working time because I get up around 7, 7.30, if I'm not in bed by 10.30, I will be miserable the next day. Yeah. Like absolutely miserable.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then speaking of hangovers um, – I can't really drink like I used to, but I'm going to also chalk this up, too, is I don't drink a lot either. Yes. So um, my body's just not really used to it anymore. Like, I probably have maybe one to three or four drinks a month. Yeah. Obviously, around, like, the holidays, a little bit more. And um, yeah, so I'm not really sure if that's, like, an aging thing or is I just don't drink that much anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. so i feel the effects more um
0: that the jury's still out on that one
1: yeah i i definitely think though like the after effects if you um had like too much yeah. definitely like are- if i have
0: two or more drinks i'll sometimes have like a dull headache
1: yes for a little bit the next day but like if if we went out tomorrow and did like a college night like we would in the past i would definitely be out of commission for two days oh easily easily. And I remember my the first time that happened to me I was uh 21 and it was my last month of university and I'm like it's time for me to leave. <laughs> it's time for <laughs> me no to no longer go. drink like I used to. It's time to graduate. <laughs> it's time to graduate. It took 2 days to get over this. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I'm kind of the same. Like my cap is like two glasses of wine and if you gave me anything with like hard liquor in it, I couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, I can have like one of those drinks and I'm like Mm -hmm. okay I'm
1: coasting I'm good yeah yeah like I could have like maybe a margarita yeah that's it but like a shot no no (laughs) could Um, could not be me exactly okay so we've kind of covered our body experiences
0: let's let's move on to skin now because we had to make this its own thing for this episode because your skin goes through like a lot of changes, obviously when you're older, but even in your 20s and your 30s. So in your 20s, a lot of people will say like their skin looks more dull and you might start getting some fine lines. Uh, this can be caused mm-hmm. by like sun damage, obviously time, lack of sleep, stress, and and sometimes just genetics. like uh, there are some uh, fine lines that people get and it's almost like a hereditary mm-hmm. thing. So it a lot of it going back to like how your body just naturally is, you sometimes have to look back at the family tree and see like, okay, like does you know, my father also have lines on his forehead. There's a technical name for those lines and I just cannot think of them right at this moment. Um, but that's something to recognize as well. Mm-hmm. And um, something to like kind of help with that is obviously sunscreen is very, very important to protect yourself from aging but also skin cancer Mm -hmm. and at this point like you i think you need to have like a solid skincare routine and start introducing like low dose products of of um, serums such as like retinol is very important i've also liked uh niacinamide
1: Niacinamide?
0: Yeah, yeah. Ni- yes. Niacinamide is a huge one that people are talking about right now. I am about to start a new product with that because I tried the mm-hmm. ordinary version of like the pure version. Yep. And my skin was like, oh, it's like too much, too much. It yeah. didn't like that. So I'm kind of playing around because I would like to use it, but mm-hmm. I need to find that um,
1: bit more balanced product that it's not like shocking my skin. <laughs> yes. I I got um... – the Banana Bright cream. I love that stuff. The eye cream. I am very excited about it. I haven't been using it for long enough yet where I'm like, you know, noticeably like, oh, this changed so much. But I've noticed like my under eyes getting a lot brighter. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So I I was happy about those because like I get um, like they're like teeny tiny, but you know what? I can see them just like little crow's feet. And I got uh, the ordinary like hyaluronic acid for like my forehead. Yes, just to help hydrate because like I have those little fine lines in my forehead, and I find that if I am not hydrated, they are so prominent.
0: Yeah, hydration I think is really key for a lot of things going on in your body. There's also some changes that start to happen in your 30s, and mm-hmm. that's because you're like completely post puberty. And, um, you know, you start to see a little bit more fine lines, lots of volume in the cheeks as we we discussed in your face will start to get more narrow. Mm -hmm. Um, The repair system in your cell turnover does start to slow down. That's your collagen and elastin. Mm -hmm. Um, There are products and and supplements that you can kind of take to uh, help this. Now, I know a lot of people say collagen supplements do not help. I personally find that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some brands that are better than others. I think the brand I like is like Weber Naturals, but you kind of have to play around and see if that works for you. And then mm-hmm. also you'll notice more like discoloration and blood vessels. And then again, like, you know, sunscreen is is your favorite product. And then you can kind of start to maybe introduce higher doses of retinol and other serums. Yes, yes.
1: I have a question for you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Have you noticed, did your makeup, or your composition with your skin change? Like did it go from like dry to oily or oily to dry? Because mine has definitely gotten a lot more oily in just the last six months. That is so funny. Okay. So um, I feel like we
0: should do a skin episode one day because like if people mm-hmm. are interested, I definitely have a journey to, yep. to share. But with my skin, I've definitely always been more on the normal to oily side, sometimes combination. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the past year or two, I'm now definitely more normal to dry. Really? Um, Yes. So I'm going the other way where my skin has gotten drier because I used to be like more oily, um, especially like in my early 20s. But I'm also kind of blaming the dryness a little bit on where we live because Mm -hmm. like our house is fucking dry. Like I was back home for a week and my skin was like normal. I spent one night back at this place and like my dry patches came back. So (laughs) I'm kind of of pissed off about that right now. And I literally have um, a Vaseline sealing in all my moisturizer and it's it's kind of trendy right now, guys. Um, It's called slugging. Um, I was doing it before I found out it was called slugging, but it really does kind of help like Seal in all the good juices if you have dry skin, especially in the wintertime. Love it. Um, I've never heard of that. I had never heard of it either. And, <laughs> you know, Vaseline was always like one of those really good go-to like lip things because I would always get dry mm-hmm. lips in the wintertime. Yeah. But for the past year, since I've like lived in this house, I've had dry lips all year round, which is not normal mm-hmm. for me. Um. So, you know, I got my big tub of Vaseline again. And it's definitely helping. So Mm -hmm. I kind of was reading this thing where like, oh, if like you're waking up very dry, you should just put Vaseline everywhere because it's very good for healing. And it Mm -hmm. actually does not clog your pores, people. Um, It's one of the most studied skincare products that we have Mm -hmm. in the world. And it does not clog your skin or break you out. So if you are someone who's acne prone, like it's okay. I have very acne prone skin at times and it's Mm -hmm. always been fine. So that's my tip for for our dry skinned people over here, and it's definitely been helping. That's good. Um, yes, and I've also got the humidifier running again,
1: because good.
0: she's a desert in here, and the heat blows right on top of us. You know, in, if you ever watch SpongeBob, when oh like- my god. When Patrick gets out of the water. Chill. Yeah, and they dry out. That yeah. is how my, that's how my boyfriend and I wake up in the morning and we hear the heat turn on and we're like, no, <laughs> water. <laughs> we're like, water. That's why we actually have a water cooler in our bedroom um, mm-hmm. for the very reason. Back to how your skin has changed. I want to know more about you going more
1: oily. Okay. I have no idea. Like I have no idea why it started to happen. It just – it just started happening. And are you noticing like you're oily everywhere or more just like in your T-zone? Like everywhere. Like I, it's almost – I wouldn't even say it's oily. Like it just seems like the moisture content that it holds on to is a lot higher. Okay. You know? Like I, I've been all over the place too because when I was living in my apartment in uh, the city a few years ago, I think you remember this. Like my face was so dry. Right. Like I was like flaking on my nose. Yes. And then it's like I moved to this place and it's like the exact opposite. So I don't know if it's just like the change in my diet, maybe like because I've been eating more vegetarian food. Oh, It's just changed my skin composition a bit. But like I I can't other than just age and just a different living environment, I couldn't actually like distinguish, like label any change that would have brought it about. It's a really strange thing for me.
0: Yeah. That's why I'm like kind of unsure. Like is my skin texture actually changing or is it my living environment? Because, you know, like I said, when I was at um, both my parents' houses over, over the holidays, like my skin wasn't dry at all. It was just normal. Yes. So I don't know. I feel like your environment's so crucial. Yeah. So now that like I know it's not so much like a me thing, I am trying to be super conscious about like Having the humidifier on at night and making sure, mm-hmm. like, I have my ceiling of, of Vaseline for all of mm-hmm. my my moisturizers, and I've also kind of changed up my moisturizers a little bit to something a little bit more heavier
1: for the winter mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just gonna see if that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Well, keep it keep me posted. It should be like a March skin episode where we've like had a few more months to be like, what is my face done now? I know. What's it doing? Um, doing? Yeah, I'm going to be – yeah, I'm really excited, but we should definitely do a skin episode. Yes, that would be fun. Okay, so I I have another issue. Okay. I don't – is it a skin issue? I was going to talk about spider veins because I've been noticing them in my legs. Like it affects your skin, but I think it's still a body issue. I don't know. Yes, it's a combo. So basically, for anybody that has no clue what I'm talking about, upon my research – Spider veins are basically like a smaller version of varicose veins. Do you have any? Um, As I look at my legs.
0: I <laughs> no, no, I, I'm i not going to say I do. I'm very pale though. So sometimes I see mm-hmm. like the blue of like my, okay, God, main of vein. Of my actual <laughs> vein. <laughs> of my actual vein. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say at this moment, no. Okay. I don't. And I don't know. I don't think my mother has them either because I know this is something that's very hereditary and like genetic. Yes. Um so that that's where I'm at in
1: 2022. Okay. So yes. Uh for anybody that doesn't know, they're those kind of like red or blue, red, purple or blue, kind of a mix of all the colors. How it looks in your leg is it looks like a spider web, which is how they got the name. And they are typically visible in your legs or face. So there you go. It's a skin (laughs) issue. Because it's in the face. Yeah, because definitely
0: a lot of people, like when I was talking about the blood vessels becoming more prominent because your skin's getting thinner as you age, Um, around your nose is quite popular, Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: cheeks, and I think under your eyes a little bit. Yes. So basically, they are caused by unhealthy valves inside of feeder veins, which pushes your blood towards your heart. But instead of it going, Towards your heart, it kind of goes backwards, which causes it to get backed up, which leads to non-functional or dead-end veins that appear under your skin. So that's why they're visible. as like it's just kind of like a pool of leftover blood. It's real gross. Okay. There you go. Did you? Did you enjoy that assessment? <laughs> it was lovely. It was a very, very thorough. <laughs> yes, very thorough. You have all the knowledge now. Um, <laughs> I feel so educated. Yes. I wanted to make sure I gave you all the science facts because like you came with yours today and I felt like I didn't have as many. So I was like, I got to even this out. Okay. Got to even good, this out. Good job. <laughs> good job. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so fun fact, it's more common in women than men. Of course, because we've got thinner skin than men. Yep. Because why not? Uh, (laughs) Everything else happens to women. Might as well pile that on too. (laughs) Might as well pile that on too. Uh, And basically, so they are hereditary. So if your parents or grandparents have them, you most likely will too. So that's where mine came from. It's like I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure if my mom has them, but my grandma definitely does. And other than hereditary, they're basically caused by anything that increases pressure on your legs Mm. or your leg veins. So like for instance, like standing for long periods of time. Right. Which is where I pro why probably I got it earlier was because I was serving for a few years. That's true.
0: Now um, to help them, do, do like compression socks help at all? Like I know with varicose veins, I know a lot of people will
1: wear compression things. Yes, I will get to that.
0: Okay, I will get sorry. to that.
1: But yes, those are helpful. Um, then you know hormonal influences have an effect too, especially during pregnancy. But that's mostly because of the fact that. Um, there's the extra weight of the baby
0: mm-hmm. on your legs
1: and then this one of just because of course this is a thing is the use of birth control can also cause Of course. Yeah, of course. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. So, you know, it's super fun. Um, but there are some treatments cuz like like varicose veins they can cause some discomfort. Like with mine, they're still pretty small and I can't, you know, like they haven't caused any pain, but they can. So, that's where the compression stockings come in. And I apologize to anybody if I butcher this, but something called sclerotherapy, have you heard of that? Uh, No, I haven't. So basically, it's a way to um, reduce the appearance of them or get rid of them entirely, like the appearance of it, where basically uh, either a dermatologist or a plastic surgeon or even like a vein specialist, they inject an irritant into your vein. Which causes the walls of the vein to stick together, blocking the blood flow, which then causes the vein to shrink and the spider vein disappears. Hmm. And I'm like, that's cool, but that sounds really uncomfortable and scary. That kind of sounds a little bit horrifying. Yeah. I'll be I really know
0: scared. With varicose veins, and I might have the wrong terminology here, but like, um, aren't they something you can also have removed as well if it's like very severe? Uh, yes, they,
1: you can do surgery for them.
0: Yeah. Cause I think I know someone who, who is actually a man and, um, I don't know if there was like some damage,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but, I uh, like he had to have the vein taken out.
1: Yes. I'm, I'm probably I, like so off, <laughs> like what it's all called and what yes. it was about, but that's no, just I, something I know. I read a bit about that as well, but I think that's like, not that's as more common. like extreme, yeah. Like that's yeah, like, have, like if extreme. it's causing pain, yeah. So which it was, like it was, it was quite painful. Yeah. So like this, this kind, of, this thing kind of freaked me out because it's, you know, usually like you have to do it a few times to get rid of it, and I'm like, I don't know, I'm not at that point yet where I would consider it mm-hmm. because that sounds very invasive and kind of freaky. Um, But something that I think it might be a bit new, but you can also do like a laser treatment. Yes, that I have heard about. Now,
0: would it be beneficial to start doing something like a laser treatment while
1: it's minimal? I believe so, yeah. So basically, instead of um, the injection, it's more just like that laser beam of light, which just causes that vein to dry up. Okay. So it basically does the same thing. Uh, without the invasiveness. Okay. So yeah, um, we got a lot of facts. Welcome to science with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I would say like, you know, they haven't gotten to a point where they really bother me. Like they've never bothered me physically, which is good and fingers crossed that continues. Um, I think the only time I really notice them is like midwinter when you're like as pale as can be. Oh, true you know, and I haven't gotten to a point where I would consider any of those therapies. But definitely like the first time I got it, I was like, Oh, my God, (laughs) what is this? What is this? Am I getting old? But yeah, like, I think I'm trying to look at them because I wouldn't want to go through that kind of a therapy at the moment just to accept them as part of me. Yes. And, you know, it's just, you know, like, cellulite a lot of people have them and it's okay oh yeah they're super common and odds are like if you're walking down the street no one's gonna notice it if you're in shorts so no it's probably right. not <laughs> probably not yeah so like I, I am keeping an eye on them but you know even in my family they haven't gotten it there's nothing where it like literally is like long like it's right. just little tiny pieces here and there so yeah spider veins they're they're not a good time but we learn to live with them. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Do we have any other experiences to share? I am all done with mine so far. Um, yeah. I I think I'm okay. I think we covered it. We had that nice little section in the middle where it was just like quick fire. And I think that covered it. Excellent.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, everyone, we are so excited to be back for season two. Thank you, so much as always for listening to our episodes we really appreciate it and if you feel called to definitely share this episode if you think someone would find it helpful or just enjoy this podcast in general Uh, you can definitely check out our instagram at the tea with laura and rachel and then also leave us a five-star review if you feel called to do that as well indeed Indeed. All right, everyone. Live like tea. Live like tea.